This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. I am probably the worst, or the best, which is the worst, when it comes to handling this temptation. It seems that it's everywhere. Or maybe Satan is providing that temptation experience for me. But it seems to go on in every casual conversation, from conversations about the weather, to work, to even conversations about what's going on in the church. I'm ashamed to say that what I'm talking about is probably something that most of us don't think about as sinful. But, well, we probably ought to take another look. Another look at grumbling and complaining. Yep, that one. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, the inspired writer Paul wrote to the brethren at Philippi. He said, do everything without grumbling or complaining. Period. What's significant about this verse is that he didn't qualify with a list of what we shouldn't complain or grumble about. He just said, everything. That means no grumbling is allowed. Nope. Nada. So I've heard sisters discuss this verse and reply quickly with, we could have meant everything. I mean, that's just not possible. So let's consider if he really meant it. I'm keenly aware of the task that John the baptizer had, the hard, difficult, unglamorous job that he was given, paving the way for Christ when no one would listen and no one would believe. He lived in the desert in poverty, ate bugs because he had no resources, and ended up beheaded for not shying away from the truth. Jesus spoke highly of him in Matthew chapter 11, verse 7 through 10. I can't imagine the overwhelming task that John had in preparing the world for the coming of the Messiah, to help shift the understanding of salvation from the law to baptism and obedience, and he did it without a complaint and never a grumble. It's quite humbling, isn't it? And maybe that's the point. See, he was different from God's chosen people, the Israelites, those known as the complainers. They complained about being in slavery. So God rescued them. He heard them. He heard their cry. Then they complained about the food God provided. So he provided different food. They complained about the water. They complained about how long Moses was on the mountain. They gave them an excuse to sin, they thought. You name it, they complained about it. Paul gives the account of God's attitude toward the complaints in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, where he reaccounts the sins of the Old Testament at the beginning of that chapter as examples of what not to do. He says in verses 9 through 10, Nor let us tempt Christ, do you know that tempt Christ? As some of them also tempted and were destroyed by the serpents, nor complain, as some of them also complained, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Wow, the destroyer. Ah, It's obvious God has never tolerated a complainer and never will. Consider our greatest example in Jesus, the Christ, given in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming into the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. 
Each and every part of his situation warranted complaining and grumbling. But he never succumbed to that. Not in the garden. Not when he asked for the cup to be passed. He remained above it. He never lowered himself to behave in that way. But some would say, of course he didn't. He was the Christ. He is God. And that's true. But he was flesh. He was tempted with the pride of life. And he could have complained about his situation. But, you know, if that isn't enough, let's consider God's servants that God considered worthy. You see, Abigail never complained about her husband, who was a fool. No one never complained about the working on a boat for a hundred years or his family being the only survivors. Abraham never complained about going to another country. He didn't even know where he was going or putting his son on the altar. Never. Joseph never grumbled about being sold into slavery. Paul never complained about being beaten or imprisoned for the cause of Christ. In fact, he counted it as an honor. So how did they do it? And how can we? The answer is pretty clear. God gave that to us in Philippians 2, verse 8, that we just read. You see, the recipe was right there. Have the mind of Christ, who was humble and obedient. Sounds pretty simple. It is hard to not fall into the habit of complaining when there seems to be so many problems that need to be fixed. But I believe that if you have the same struggles as I do, that maybe you're like me, and maybe you become distracted like I do, and fail to remember that, you know, we're not in charge. We're merely servants. I fail to remember some that sometimes, and I fail to remember that my Savior was one too. I fail to remember that He suffered far worse than I do, and knowing that should be more than enough to stop my complaining, because He gave me a reason to stop and humble myself in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15 through 16. He said to the inspired writer Paul, Become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.